Good afternoon, light ones. Welcome to Era of Light Podcast. Thanks for stepping into your light. I am the Wisdom Enchantress, aka Sapphire, the Ascended Master, always known as Minister Helena. And you know, today is Monday, April the 10th of 2023. You know, we're about to go into Mercury retrograde here. And um, if you haven't figured out what retrograde is, I suggest and urge you to look it up. Today's podcast will be about love and relationships. And, you know, I've got a couple of things that I wanted to get in touch with you about. We're still rebranding here. We're trying to get the book up and get things up onto the Amazon, as well as maybe produce a couple of paper and hardback copies for those of you who are meeting us at the bookstore or in other bookstores, because we're going to try to um, book some dates with other bookstores for signings. Um, But we will be getting to intent soon and some other things as we try to tailor this course and get back on track to where we need to be. A lot of things have happened. As you guys know, I used to have superior frequency. We had some things going with that with someone trying to claim ownership to that and just make a lot of different problems. All those things have come from the hacking and the holding back. People have tried to get in the way of God's plan, but you know, they're getting slammed, which is a good thing. So hopefully we won't have to deal with much more of that. Anyway, rolling right along, let's get into it. This is about love and relationships. And I just want to say some of you, including myself, we will never find a love that is fulfilling, that is content, that is unconditional, that is the greatest love of all. And I don't mean the love that you have with your child. I'm talking about the love between a woman and a man or man and a woman. We just won't find it because a lot of people are too worried about the superficial things to focus on what love actually is. Love is unconditional. A lot of people don't realize that Corinthians 13 even though it's used in in a lot of um, weddings, most people don't even abide by that. They don't even go by love is uh, precious and love is kind. They they don't care about that. They don't care about it. They're not looking at a person unconditionally. They're looking at people for other things outside of the unconditional. Oh, he's too short. She's too tall. I used to have these same things with me. I didn't like dating uh, short guys. Okay, I prefer a man that's much taller than me because I'm a much tinier person. Um, Some guys don't like a curvier, more heavy, thick woman. I'm a thick girl. I'm I'm not a, a fat girl. I'm more of a fit, athletic body. But some people don't like that. They prefer a stick. Some people like fake boobs. I've got really big ones. You know, I mean, it's all kinds of things that people don't like. Some people don't like acrylic nails. When you get into this, I mean, and everyone has these tiny little things that make up what they don't want and what they don't like. I know men that used to date women for credit scores. Okay, well, if she doesn't have this credit score, then I can't be with her. Well, you don't want a, a, a wife. You want a financial body. You want somebody who can, you know, it's not... It, 
you you can't have everything that you want when you're trying to decide on love. If a person really loves you and cares about you, that should be what it's about. You've got celebrities and celebrity moms and all these other people telling you, well, don't learn, don't don't let them fool you. You don't want to get married for love. You want to marry for finances. If you really want to marry for finances, let's ask some of the people that marry for finances. How's that working out for you? You know, you've got couples that are marrying each other for uh, medical benefits these days. I mean, everybody has a condition of where they are or willing to go. Some people don't want to give up the the single life. They want to have a wife and still be able to prowl around and do what they want to do. But then they get upset if that person takes the initiative to go outside the marriage as well. So there's lots of things that are holding people back from getting love, particularly with men. Oh, I got a preference. I want an Asian. I want a Latino girl. She got to have real hair, real hair. Okay, well, everybody has real hair. What are you saying? You don't want a kinky curl. You want a corkscrew curl. You want a loose wave. You want Brazilian hair. What is it that you're looking for? With, with me, oh, I love her personality. She's great, but she's too dark. I've always gotten that one. And I really don't care about that because there are lots of men out here who are not within my race that like me. Okay. There are men who are within my race that do like me and I'm not too dark for them. Some people don't like that. You're very smart. They may want somebody who isn't as uh, keen as you are. They may decide I need a woman that's not going to follow up behind me. You know, they may want someone that they can push over easily. So these are the reasons why we're not going to find it. We're looking for the bad bitch. We're looking for that guy that's just not dead gorgeous. Or you want this and you want that. And then you're sitting there judging other people about what you want and your preferences. And you're not even all that to begin with yourself. How about that? Isn't that amazing, right? A lot of people don't look at themselves for who they are, but they're willing to post that up on to another person. When you find unconditional love, it actually means what it says, unconditionally. That means I accept you for who you are, what you are, the way you are, and you don't have to change yourself for me. But also, love is compromised. That's also in Corinthians 13. You know, we meet each other halfway. This is how you get evenly yoked, yes? This is how we meet each other in the middle. This is how we build something together. When two become one, when we get married and we make that child or those children, that is our two fleshes coming together as one. Okay. But we have to understand, do we love someone? You don't figure out you love someone until after they live. After they left you and leave, then most people figure out that they had a good thing. It's like that song, you don't know what you've got till it's gone. A lot of people don't realize that until after it's left the building and then they decide, damn, I really messed up. That was a good one. I lost a good one. Or they're sitting around with these superficial 
things that they wanted and they realize it doesn't compare to what they had before. Oh, so I'm never going to get that feeling again. Nobody's ever going to make me feel that way again. And you realize it because that was the real love that you messed up and let go. That was the real love that you threw away. That was the real love that you discounted. That was the real love that you allowed other people to trample on and make you run from and take friends. That was the real love that you pushed out the door. So people don't like that. They want to fight, but a lot of them want to fight for the wrong things and they want to fight for the wrong people. You have men who are so caught up in sexual experiences that they can't realize truth when it's in front of them, you know. They rather have explicit sexual experiences because, I mean, let's get it. They didn't get a lot of it, I guess, in high school. I don't know. But I've often run into guys who probably have had one partner all of their life. And then they meet me. And then they start to figure, oh, damn, I need to find other experiences. Because this was a great experience. Let me start looking outside. And if that's what they got to do, that's what they got to do. But that also has made me go into myself and pull back and have to observe and ask myself, what is it that you actually want? What is it that you desire? And so I'm going to ask you, what is it that you want? What is it that you desire? Do you really desire a love that no other can touch? Do you really desire a love that loves you for who you are and what you completely bring to the table? Regardless of how much or how little it is, do you desire contentment? Because true love, real love, content, unconditional love is contentment. It's satisfaction on many levels. And a lot of us haven't even touched on those levels yet. A true and content love checks all the boxes for us, you know. And we would never do anything to harm it because it is so precious. And a lot of times it will come back around. Sometimes it does come back around. Sometimes you lost it for a lifetime. But you have to make up your mind that once you get that unconditional, real true love that you said that you wanted, that you needed so much and that you prayed for, that you are going to be ready for it when you get it. Because there are those times when we say we want these things and they're granted to us and we miss them. We either miss them because we're not ready for them or we miss them because we think that we are not deserving of them. So what do you do? What do you do with that? Are you ready to walk away from other things that do not fulfill that love that you want? Are you ready to give up something to get to that love that you say that you want? Or are you ready to live in misery for the rest of your life because you didn't make an effort to get the love that you want? A lot of us will play chess games with people that we want to have 
a real relationship with. We're playing checkers. We're playing the mind of the wits and chicken when we're trying to have true love. So do you really want love or do you want a game? Do you want to play games with a person? Or we're one thinking it, up thinking it, one step ahead, 12 steps ahead. A lot of times you're reflecting on someone else or projecting, as they say, what you are on that person. And, and you could be completely wrong because you aren't ready for love. Doesn't mean that person that you're with isn't ready for it. Or you think they coming at you with something because you've got something in your mind that you're coming at them with that's negative. And that's why you're not seeing the love. You won't realize that that was love until it's gone. Then you'll start remembering when you got something that you can really compare it to. You got a taste of what love can really be for you. But right when you think that you're getting away with something, boom, you realize, damn, I messed up. Nobody's ever treated me that way. Nobody's ever did this. Nobody, and, and you know whether this is right for you. You know whether you're being honest or not with yourself. You have to be honest with yourself. And we can't be playing these games. Oh, I love her, but her butt's too small for me. Oh, I love her, but her boobs are too small for me. Her boobs are too big. She's too dark-skinned. She's not ethnic enough. Oh, she doesn't look Latin enough. Oh, it's not Latin. I like Latin girls. I like white girls. I like blondes. I like that. You have a preference. And if that's what you want, and the people that you date are in that same energy, then you're going to continue to find each other. You won't experience true love and real love for yourself until you are willing to break down, accept the truth of what it is that you're saying that you want and go for that. Because could you find what you're looking for in this made up person in your mind? It's possible, but it's impossible because there's always going to be something that we don't like about that person or something that we don't care for. That's why there are no perfect people out there. There's no perfect Mr. Right, no perfect Mrs. Right. But you can get as close to that as you want, that image. Now, some people say, well, have you ever felt love? Yes, I've felt love before. I've had people who I've, well, a person, one particular person I can think of that was everything for me and checked all of the boxes for me. And I love them unconditionally. I still love them unconditionally. But I don't think that it was reciprocated. And or the person wasn't ready to accept the offering because they were probably too worried about what other people thought. And they cared about what other people thought. When you are loving your person unconditionally, you don't really give a damn about what nobody else has to say. You don't give a damn about what nobody else thinks. You don't give a damn about what other people want. The only thing you're worried about is your relationship. 
And when we find that, we have to try to protect the relationship. I've always been told that I am like a little chihuahua, very guarded when it comes to my relationships. I am. I, I do guard my relationships because love is a precious gift. Loving someone is a precious gift. You're giving of yourself. You're giving the most of yourself when you can give your love and your affection, your care and your time and your effort into someone or this thing called love that we're making and creating here. So yeah, why wouldn't I guard it? It's the most precious thing I have next to my children and my love for God. So why wouldn't I protect that? Why wouldn't I want to keep other people, male or female, away from something that I hold so high in regard? Why wouldn't I want them around it? Because most of these people that are sniffing around it are either trying to destroy it or figure out how they can get in where they fit in so they can capture it for themselves. They're looking for your vulnerability. They're looking for your inability to decipher whether they're coming at you from an honest position or not. A lot of them don't care that they're going to break up your relationship and your happiness because they want something that you've got. Whether that is the relationship for women, it's normally a guy that's willing to go out of his way to buy this woman things and do things for her. He's doing it for her. He's not doing it for you. He may be the kind of guy that goes out and spends on his girlfriends or whatever. But there are still certain things that he was willing to do for her that he probably would never do for you. But then if you have a spiteful guy, he may be willing to do everything for you because he didn't do it for her. But is he really loving you or is he doing it out of spite? There is a difference there, you know. And a lot of people don't care because all most people are going to care about is the commodity of things. You got guys that will talk about their relationship and their homeboys are listening and they just trying to figure out how can I get in them drawers myself? How can I how can I knock Shorty down? I dated this one guy, I mean completely low level than what I would normally date, and his friends couldn't wait. They wanted to see me naked. Some of them wanted to knock, or as they call it, blow your black, your back out or something. <laughs> you know, I've always been that woman that the guy's friends always fantasized about and wanted to get with secretively behind. Like I've had some of them come up to me, and particularly if they're coming up to me, I already know what the deal is. I ain't even going to say it because some of y'all have to see this for yourself. But they already know what the deal is. You do too. Or he will. And there are always women that want that joy spring of life because they see something somebody else has and they want it. They want that for themselves. They want that man that's going to care for them the way he talks about you. What woman doesn't want a man who talks about his woman in such a loving and, and, and great way. They're falling in love with the way he's talking about you. They don't necessarily want him. They just want what you got because they think, hey, you know what? He might do that for me. So release and let go. Take a leap of faith.
Everybody's always talking about what someone looks like. What do you look like? What do you look like? Ask yourself that question. I don't look at looks. I mean, yeah, I've had, I've had some very attractive men in my life. I've had some very wealthy men in my life. I've had some very muscular men in my life. I mean, you know, I've dated everybody. Poor, rich, extremely rich, extremely muscular, extremely attractive, not so attractive, ugly. I mean, I, I, I just date people. I date the being that's inside. That's what I'm looking at. Sometimes I can find somebody that's worth my time. Other times I find people I think are one way and then they turn out to be another way. Some of us camouflage ourselves for other people to like us and to get with us because we've been selling them a product of ourselves, a byproduct of who we actually are. And then when they get to know us, they realize, uh, damn, or you get to know them rather. And you say, that's just not the person I want. It's not, there's no inkling of the person that they said they were. Guys will say that when they say about women catfishing, well, now men catfish. I was looking at something my youngest was showing me the other day about men using braid hair, white and black men using this uh, synthetic hair, and some of it is human, to make hair on their scalp. Men have been going to hair club for years wearing weaves, but women don't talk about it. They talk about us wearing weaves, though, but they don't talk about them wearing it. That's catfishing, but nobody talks about that. There are people that go to get enhancements. Men have gotten peck enhancements, if you know what pecks are. Those are the male breasts. Breastbone or the peck, peck bone, peck. Some of them have gotten six packs, both men and women. They get calf put in there. I used to be the woman that people take a picture or take me to their surgeon and say, I want to look like that. I need those boobs, that butt, and those calves. I mean, they pick stuff off of me. Oh, I love her nose. I want her nose. I'm that girl. I've always been that girl. But those are natural enhancements that were given to me through the grace of God and my genetics. So thank my parents for that. But you have people who do that. Is that catfishing? Women wear a little makeup to enhance themselves and suddenly we're catfishing a guy because we have extensions or we have nail extensions, false acrylic nails or gel nails, whatever. I mean, people have preferences for everything. But are you really looking for love when you say that you want this and you want that? Some people wear eye enhancements. Contacts, lashes. I mean, there's always something. But when you peel away all of that essence of who they are outside of the material things that we add to ourselves and the enhancements, and we go back into the essence of what makes us who we are and what we are, our being, is that what you love? Do you love the person that's inside of you? I think one of the most passionate things a man has ever said to me. And this turned me on tremendously. I, I really shouldn't even tell you guys this <laughs> because it may become a line, but he meant it. And I knew that he meant this. And we were sitting at a table and this is one of, one of my favorite people. 
We, we never got into a relationship. We dated probably when I was fresh out of high school and he used to play for a professional NFL team. And I did not, um, I didn't feel worthy of him because of who he was. When he took me places, I was meeting all these famous people. Now, in my own right, I was famous, okay, because my group, we had a little singing group back then in the area and people knew who we were and I was pretty popular at the time. So people would come up and they'd get autographs or whatever. And we got mobbed a few times, different places or whatever. So, but when I got out there with this guy, he was taking me to these different restaurants and we were traveling together at times and we were in New York and I was meeting all these different celebrities and I just felt totally inferior to him. Like I just knew I wasn't enough for him. But for him, I was like the bread and butter. He wanted me to be his woman, but I could not grasp that for myself because of my own confidence in who I was. I just felt that I wasn't ready for him yet. But one of the things that he told me later on when we would meet again, just friends casually meeting for a a nice pizza and um, drinks, he said, I love the woman that you have become. And this was right after my father died. And he said, he said that to me. He said, I love the woman How did he put that? I love the woman your father made you become or something to that order. I'm not going to tell you exactly what it was because I can't remember. But it was one of those lines and I just melted right there. Okay, completely, totally melted because at that point I knew that somebody could see me. Okay, they could actually see who I was in that instance. And they didn't see the hair, the makeup, the great smile, you know, the the pearly white teeth I've had since early in my years of growing up. They didn't see the the outer coating. They didn't see that. They actually saw my being. And that was very impressive to me. And that turned me on tremendously. And I didn't pursue a relationship with him, but it was one of those things where I was just like, wow. And I always knew this was a great guy for me, but I know he's not going to sit around the rest of his life pining away, waiting for me to come back in his life. And that's another thing we got to get out of, too, is thinking that somebody's going to sit around and wait for you to bring your ass back around into their life. I mean, who do we get off thinking we are to that? If a person is doing that, then they must really want you. But I'm going to tell you, I'm personally not going to sit around and wait for you. I'm going to date. I'm going to get out there. I'm going to do things. I'm going to talk to people and I'm going to see what's out there for me because nine times out of 10, you've been probably seeing who's out there for you. You just haven't been sold on me. Then why should I wait around? Why should you make someone else wait around while you decide to get yourself together? If that's the case, I could be dead next month, next week. I mean, anybody could just walk down the street and literally get shot in the head these days or in the chest or whatever. Not to put that out there on anybody, but I mean, these are things that happen. 
right? So why waste the time playing the games? Why waste the time on superficial things if what you really want has substance? If you really want and desire this love that you keep talking about, what are you doing to get it? Are you looking past all that other stuff that you keep talking about? Or are you focusing and zoning in on, oh, I got to get me a bad bitch. I got to get me a bitch with a bag. I got to get me a bitch with a this and a that. What do you, what do you want? Because a person could still have all those things and you still not want them because they don't look the way that you want them to. So is it the love you want or is it the commodities? And that's where you need to focus your attention on. Focus your attention on what it is you truly desire. Do you want the love or do you want an image? And if you want an image, go for the image. But if you want love, love is going to take you raising to the occasion, or should I say rising to the occasion and doing what you have to do to have that. Because that's something that is way above all of the commodities that you could possibly think of because the vibration is so high. The frequency on that is so high that yourself, the what you are inside has to rise to the occasion in order to see it, accept it, and unite with it and be content in it and solid. I'm going to end it right there. We're coming up on 30 minutes. Thank you for your time. And I hope to find you back here again, listening to the Era of Light podcast. And I'll continue this again. Maybe I'll come back in a little bit before tonight, before night falls. Remember, stay loving to one another and explore your hopes and dreams. And always stand up for what's right. I love you and peace.